Welcome to Tavern Tales Presents The Power of Friendship, a 5e Dungeons and Dragons actual play curated for your enjoyment. can be heard over the hole that you've just walked away from heading towards this room. It is not the whistle of an individual or figure. It is the whistle of wind blowing over an opening, and it sends a shiver down your spine as it seems to also say something with that whistle, like, I hate hours. But no. (laughs) That's just the effect that it has. It doesn't actually whistle that. Did you guys hear that? I think the wind hates me too. (laughs) Buddy, buddy, you're having what would probably be the longest and most traumatic, I assume, night, day of your life. So try to bottle those negative feelings for now, and we can totally decompress them and go through them when this is all over, because... I'm starting to see in these adventure situations, doubt and negative thought is not a good thing. You're right. I got to be brave. It was my New Year's resolution. I got to be brave. All right. Exactly. Remember, what what would a hero do? That's all we're going to tell ourselves. What would a hero do? Think of chickens, but not be one. Exactly. All right. Yeah, that. Okay, let's keep going. It's dirty. So yeah, we'll move forward slowly towards the uh, whistling, I guess, in kind of a three-quarters crouch. I'm kind of picturing it like a flute, like you you blow over a, a hole to make the sound. It, do we know if the wind is coming from inside towards the mausoleum or outside through the exit? Do, do we get a sense of that? Make a nature check. Twelve. No. Yeah, it could be either of those or something else. Well, I suppose... Any route is better than the other. And if I'm going to be brave and find this info about my family, we should just continue on and we'll worry about wind coming out of a grave mausoleum later. It's just probably haunted, you know, maybe. There are stairs leading out of this room to a door. They are on the far wall. In the middle of the room is a well. It's covered. It's rather wide, big well, probably eight feet in diameter, just huge, right? It's got a big stone covering on top of it, and the entire place has big three foot by three foot marble flagstones set through the floor, all over the floor itself. So it's really nice. There are sconces made of some shining 
coppery, bronzish metal that would hold torches, but none of them are alight. And the walls have these same flagstones set in them, and there are engravings and carvings in the middle of each of these flagstones. Dang, Alice, your family fancy. Uh, I, yeah, I suppose. I don't know why my dad never told me about this stuff. But um, I, I want to go over and, and look at the, the symbols on the walls. So are those sconces you said they ha- they had torches in them or there are sans torches? There are no torches in them. There are no torches. Okay. I just want to point out that that marble is ridiculously heavy. And for whatever labor force to bring it down here, I surely hope that your family compensated them fairly, Ellis, because that is a lot of work, man. I suppose so. Um, this is all new to me. And- I didn't even know we had a mausoleum. What, 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 what use? We're just farmers. I thought we just buried everybody in the field, and that's where we got our fertilizer. Oh my god. That is dark, my friend. Does anybody else think that the well in the center with the cover should remain covered for now? Because. Oh, definitely. <laughs> in the books that Vivi has shared with me about adventurers, opening wells like this is generally a bad thing. And as he's saying this, Ellis had his hands on the, like, to, to throw a wish down there. And he's like, oh, yeah, that's pro, yeah, okay, that's probably a good idea. I won't, uh, I'm just so used to seeing a well and making a wish. Are you sure you didn't push it? It's, it's Ellis. He pushed it. <laughs> oh, yeah, I pushed it. I pushed it over. Okay, I'll gladly give you another story moat with my thanks. There is a sound heavy stone cracking into the, the marble flagstone as Ellis, not even very hard, gives it just a little push and it slides right off of the well top to reveal not water within, instead a spiral set of small steps leading downward. Sorry, Score, what were you saying? Um, that nothing opening, no- <sighs> nothing. Oh, This doesn't seem like a wishing well. There's stairs in here. That whistle changes note. Oh, it's musical. That that again is ominous. Vivi, do you recognize any of these symbols or anything from any of your readings around these walls or anything? One second, and she's going to press digitate her clothes because they are dirty. (laughs) (laughs) They need to be clean. She snaps her like... Pira. And her clothes are clean. It's like, okay, let's see. And she's going to go up to... One of these symbols. Sure. They're really old. So make your history check. Eight. She's too distracted by her clean clothes, despite having a plus six in history. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So what was the total there? Uh, eight. Sorry. Yeah. Eight's enough to recognize a dwarf. You speak dwarven? I do. Yeah, I don't. He does. Vivi, it's enough to recognize nothing. Because <laughs> you don't read Dwarven. Oh, that's Dwarven, you say. That's all it gets you. It's like, oh, it's Dwarven. <laughs> oh, what? Uh, it's really old Dwarven, Ellis. I, I speak Dwarven. I, I, I read it better than I speak it. Let me take a look. And I, I look at it. I go, oh, this is really old Dwarfish. Let me, uh, I, I got to remember my tutors. Hoi uh, before Hain, except after Bloin. Um, let's see. Feely after Keely. <laughs> Feely after Keely. Carry the one. Ori, Dory, Nori, Biffer, Boffer, Bomber, Thorin. And uh, am, I, nine. am I able to uh, read it? <laughs> it's the word Besselmer. Besselmer. 
And the, so these stones all say the same thing because there's numerous ones, right? Yeah, that seems to be first names Bessemer. And uh, do and same with the ones on the floor. Mm-hmm. These all say Bessemer. Um, is that someone you know? No. Do you have a, a great uncle or aunt Bessemer? No, no, not that I know of. But my father never mentioned. What was your mom's maiden name? Well, uh, my dad didn't talk about my mom very much. I bet it was Bessemer. <laughs> no, it was <laughs> Bessemer is a dwarven name. <laughs> it my- could be adopted. <laughs> Be half dwarf. It is Kalinoth. <laughs> my my mom's maiden name is Kalinoth. Uh, she was an elf, which is why I'm half elf, and my dad's human. And so I, I don't know. I I I know dwarf is just because I had to learn it because we had a lot of customers that spoke uh, dwarfish uh, with, on my dad's farm. We sold to a lot of dwarfish people, so I just picked it up there, and my dad made me learn it, but. Uh, I don't know what Besselmer means. Alice, when uh, Benson came and told you to come down here, did he specifically say that it is in your family's mausoleum, like their personal crypts are just in the mausoleum that your family has been using? Because if this is dwarven writing, dwarven names, we are now tiptoeing into grave robber territory, and I don't know if we want to disrespect the dead of someone we don't know. We've already done that once today. Well, what if we we could just not take anything? True. This is purely academic. That is what we'll tell ourselves. And she's like writing notes in like a notebook. Like, no, it's purely academic. I'm taking notes. <laughs> uh, we said not to take anything. <laughs> Ellis, I gave you a best friend friendship bracelet, so I'm not allowed to punch you. But oh my god. Well, Gosh, um, where do you think these stairs go? Down. down. Um, let's, uh, let's head down and keep our plan of moving forward until it gets way too hairy or complicated, and then we can always back up if we have to, but we're looking for this mysterious item in this crypt that may or may not belong to Ellis's family, so let's move down these stairs, and everyone, please be careful, no more tripping and falling. Sure. Go very slowly and carefully. So my family's mausoleum's basement has a basement. It does appear that, yes, that your family either built theirs on top of somebody's or someone built one under yours. So I would assume your family may not have known this was down here at the beginning. I'm hoping. Or they did, and there's some deep, dark family secret. Secret, secret, secret. Deep, dark are the worst kinds of secrets. Secrets, secrets. You're not wrong. <laughs> Let's travel on. Follow me. And you said these stairs are small. I assume we could walk down them. They're not like halfling size stairs when you say small stairs. <laughs> no, I mean that they are not very wide. So there's a, a gap down the middle of this and the stairs are actually just rungs. They don't come out too far from the edges of this eight foot gap. Um, so to start with, it's very awkward and you kind of have to skip. But when you get a little bit lower, you can put your hand up and touch the rungs above you as you make your way down the okay. steps. Sure. Before Descends. he starts down, can I look down and do I see a bottom? Yes. Okay. So it's not super deep. Okay. It's less than 60 feet deep. Score will just summon fire into his hand and then gingerly and slowly start working his way down this little tunnel of death. Perfect. Illuminos. And a ball of fire will just be floating in his hand like the size of a softball. Whoa. It matches his hair, so it's kind of that reddish-orange color. 
Okay, but it glows. Cool. Yes, it glows, yeah. All right, you descend. You can see it goes down about 20, 25, 30 feet, somewhere around there. It's hard to tell because you're working in a circle all the way around. Reach the bottom. It's a little sandy at the bottom, maybe dusty more than sandy, but it's hard to tell. It's gritty on your soles of your shoes, scritches and scratches. There is a door there at the foot of these stairs. The door is old, wrought with metal, has hinges on this side, beautiful leaf-shaped handle, and there's some sort of patina banged out of the metal of the door to make it look like leaves falling in late fall. Is there enough room for all three of us to be standing before this door, or is this like a, a tight squeeze situation? No, there's enough room. It's like a little antechamber for the three of you to gather. That would be weird to describe it otherwise. I, I haven't studied dwarven architecture. I don't know if they believe in small, narrow passageways. Um, oh, drats, a door. We should turn back. But it's such a pretty door. Yeah, it, it it's on a hinge. So I, I believe it's designed to be opened, Ellis. So most doors are. All right. I mean, if we look, I mean, look at all the dust around us. It doesn't look like anyone has been down here for a really, lo- really, really long time. So I think if anything's inside of it, it's dead already so that bodes well for us uh, that's true yeah you're right you're right yeah and uh ellis goes to open the door and a figure appears through the door ancient wizened you can see right through them they glow with an ethereal pale green light their eyes especially blaze they're wearing a chainmail hauberk they have a short sword at their side and a big pole arm in the other hand they walk through the door yeah once a figure starts coming through the door score will put his hand on Ellis's shoulder and pull him backwards to get in front because Ellis might be physically stronger, but I think score would be the best combatant. So if someone's going to take a swing, score wants to be the one to get swung at. Meanwhile, Vivi is in trance and she sort of like rushes for like, this is so cool. She's like sketching him. She's like, Oh my God. (laughs) Thank goodness for Elvis shorthand. (laughs) (laughs) The figure is Elvin and speaks to you in ancient Elvin tongue who all speaks Elvish. Me. Mm, there we go. So two of the three members of the party understand this as the figure says, Which sounds beautiful, but he's saying, open this door and your life will be forfeit. Oh. Um, what did he say? Was that like, please come in, your prize is behind the door? Super not. I've been reading that book you gave me, Vivi, about Elvish. But I am not picking it up worth anything. No, we can we can tutor you, but um I digress. Um he said that if we open the door, our lives are forfeit. So probably shouldn't. But also super intrigued. And in Elfish I go, I am Ellis Greenfield, and I believe that what's behind the store concerns me and my lineage. Uh he looks you up and down and he shakes his head and he says, um, that is not possible. You are dressed far too poorly for such a thing oh that's super rude you Mr. Ghost. are no interred noble you are no no one of the erudite that you would be worthy to enter this room well maybe i should have dressed up for this uh vivi's gonna step forward even more with like her notebook in hand and look up to him it's like what age are you from how long have you been here how long have you been dead 
please step back from the door. She takes a half step back like, will you answer my questions now? No. You answered his. I'm just looking back and looking to the left, looking to the right, looking at scene, seeing how they're reacting. Like, are we fighting this thing? Is it scary? I don't know what's happening here. Evie's pouting. <laughs> Ellis, do you think we should go through this door? Because this is like, I don't know. He's telling us not to, but it does seem like if there's something worth having, they would tell would tell us not to go for it. And I don't know if we want to like regroup and come back tomorrow or just, I don't know. This is kind of like your side adventure here, man. If you want us to go forward, power of friendship, I've got your back. That's very generous of you. Well, I, and I turn to the, the, the vision and I say, is there something we can offer you to get through the store? We, we don't seek to remove anything from it. I just need to know what's on the other side of it. My master lies the other side of this door with his worldly possessions, and you will not pass. Is it Bezelmere? I failed him in life. I will not do so in death. I hate Alice Creek. No. Okay. Well, so... This is what's happening. There's somebody behind that door, and he's protecting him, and he hates me. <laughs> Vivi's going to take a half step forward. It's like, who did you fail? Fail? Is it Bezelmere? No. That was a guess. So, who did you fail? What did you do? Did he die because you failed to protect him, and now you're protecting him in death? Is there magic behind this door? Yes. I want the magic. What magic? What, are, what? I'm only getting half of this conversation. There's, there's, magic what? There's magic. Are, I mean, they're, they're saying that in Elven, too, so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I got rudimentary I, Elvish. Maybe I heard, like, one word. I'm like, what? Who? Did someone say something about cheese? I'm I'm confused here. Does Score make fists a couple of times, like, squeezes his hands and then lets them drop limply to his sides and just goes, sits on a rung and call me when we fight? <laughs> yeah, he went from being, like, hands up, ready to fight, and, like, as the conversation ends, it's kind of going, he's twiddling his thumbs and just starts absentmindedly looking around the room and going, all right, yeah, this is why Vivi said to study Elvish more. It's a very common language in these parts. So, guys, are we going through this door? I mean, it's are, can this guy actually even touch us? He walked through a door. So is he, like, even tangible in that way? I mean, ghosts can, like, do shit. It's true. We can do stuff, too. You're not wrong. There's magic. There's also a whole other floor of this mausoleum that perhaps is where my family's secret is. I, I, I don't I, I don't think that anybody from my family's this ghost would be protecting. But Alice, all the information and all the stuff. What if there's like historical artifacts or like magical weapons and like this could be like you could sell so much and you can make your farm like three times as big. Yeah, I suppose. But I could buy that first edition of Billiam Lance Pike's Creative Works. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's true. Well, you're right. They they say that there's a fine line between bravery and stupidity, and I'm reckon that I'm gonna discover the difference. And I go to open the door. Wow. Vivi's gonna have her hand like over top of Ellis's, opening it too. Power of friendship, Ellis. <laughs> Roll initiative. <laughs> <laughs> uh, eight. 19 for me. 21 for me. I just know that I'm going to swing through this ghost because I am not magical in any way. So we'll see what happens. The ghost grips its pole arm tightly 
shifts its feet across the floor silently, of course, because it's a ghost. Wind changes Tomber again as Ellis cracks the door open a little bit as it's moved from one note to another, raising in intensity. The change of pitch is very ethereal and haunting, and the ghost levies its bladed polearm to strike down at Ellis. What would you like to do? Seeing that his friend is about to be struck down by a a ghost here, he's just going to go off instinct, assuming that he can hit the thing. And it's going to be funny if I swing through it, but he's going to take a kind of a, a leap with a leading right elbow. And then with a bonus action, going to go with a left knee to the solar plexus area of this ghost, trying to double it over. So a little right elbow to the face, left knee to the uh, body there. All right. So first attack is a 17, 13 plus four. And then you want me to roll both attacks right now or? Yeah, you should always have rolled all your attacks and your damage and whatnot. Yeah. Okay. The second attack is only a nine, five plus four. The nine does not connect the... A higher one does. What did you do for damage? So seven damage. When he throws the elbow, does it connect like he's connecting to a regular person? Not really. Kind of just phases through, sort of? Yeah, Easy maybe. Okay. So, yeah, he throws those two things and kind of lands and knows that this is going to be an awkward fight because he's fighting a shadow now, but he's hoping his teammates can help out. Am I in melee with him right now? Yes. Okay. So I cast Blade Ward on myself. I do that symbol as it as it splashes on me for a bonus action i try and harmonize with the pitch that is is blowing and i'm like "Ah," and i give inspiration to vivi how does that inspire her i'm able to harmonize in such a way that it, it uh it's like this perfect fifth and it echoes in the chamber and like emboldens her because the it it just seems to resonate and the walls resonate with this beautiful harmony how does she know it's meant for her? Because I go, Vivi, listen to this. <laughs> that was awesome. You were always my biggest fan. Oh, there you go. I love it. You've been emboldened. You got a D6, I believe, yep. for Hell 10 minutes. Bardic yeah. inspiration. Cool. So for my movement, I know I'm going to provoke an opportunity attack, but I am going to move away. You can't really move that far to get to the stairs. Oh, okay. So small room. is there any use in moving as far away as I can? Duck away from the creature, but it does not make an attack against you because your movement is away from the door. Oh, okay. Gotcha. The specter takes its free hand, the ones holding the polearm, slides at an angle, blocking the door. It takes its free hand, reaches out to touch, score. With a uh, spectral finger. I dodge. Well, you can try. You're going to make a constitution saving throw if I hit. So I have a 17. Is that enough? My armor class is 17. Then that is enough. So then constitution? Make a constitution saving throw. 22. 19 plus 3. Cool. So what's going to happen now is you feel your life force sucked out of your body through the spectral finger that's been laid upon you. But this does not reduce your hit point maximum because you succeeded at your law at your constitution saving throw. We have made a bad choice. <laughs> How many hit points do you have? A lot. I don't know. <laughs> uh, 11 is what I have. It's okay. It was nice playing. <laughs> oh, is that 10? 
Is that a six? Oh, ten. Okay, I'm, all, I'm still on my feet. I'm okay. Lose ten hit points from that. You're reduced to a single hit point. <sighs> if I had reduced you to a zero, mm-hmm. you would have just straight up died. You wouldn't what? get to make death saves. Oh, wow. Okay. okay so just... that was the uh, creature's turn. It's now Vivi's turn. Technically, her hand is still on the door handle. as much as she wants to just fling the door open she's going to step back because she just saw what happened to score and she did just go on about the power of friendship (laughs) and it's her academic mind wrestling with her heart and her heart is winning and she's just gonna step back like okay 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 and she steps back as far as she can with, like, her hands up. Oh, okay. She does not attack. You may have a, a dot of advantage. Okay, we're back again to the top of the round, where it is Score's turn. Score, you feel like 90% of your life has been taken from you with a touch from this specter. The giant bags under your eyes, all the fire in his hair is gone ashy and sooty. And the produce flame has reduced to a, but a flicker, the same as his own lifespan itself. All of his muscles have lost all of their bulk and have reduced to this like, you know, thin, older person. His skin hangs loose on him. And uh, yeah. Uh, okay. So yeah, score after that touch and just feeling it, his energy's sucked out of him, will just fall to his knees and kind of just try to breathe and go, Guys, um, we might have bit off more than we can chew here, and the going back plan might come into effect because I really don't want to become a ghost and have to spend eternity with this guy because he does not seem to be a good conversationalist. So I think closing the door, backing up, might be what we want to do. Please, I don't want to die here. Not yet. Much more adventure in future, please. And he's going to just kind of kind of crawl and scurry backwards towards as far away from that door as possible because he does not want to die here. You're on the rungs of the stairs leading down. The door is open a little bit. The specter lets him flee. I mean, you definitely disengaged from combat, so no attack of opportunity or anything there. It is your turn, Ellis. Your blade ward expires about your body. I grab Score and I look at the creature and I'm like, you're lucky you didn't kill him or I would have haunted you and defended his honor for all of eternity. He takes three angry steps toward Oh, I'm sorry to have bothered you. (laughs) You know what? You know what? We're just gonna go back the way we came and you keep with your master and... Um, we will make sure that no one finds you. You did a great job. Great job. <laughs> okay, bye. So, so, so just back up the stairs then? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the specter does not follow you. Stands there in front of the door as the three of you back away. So uh, do are, we're able to climb back up into the room with the well? Exactly. You return to the room with the well. There is two exits here. There is the stairs up to, you would imagine, the mausoleum itself that you were walking to, that building. And as well, you see the looming, cavernous, dark opening to the night. The room with the well, with the spiral we went on, is at the end of the hallway that I fell into, correct? Correct. Yeah, that's a, there's a room there, a big flagstone room, and under mausoleum gotcha that has 
probably other corpses and whatnot in it, interred with him. All right. And so I slide the the well closed and I go, okay, all right. We'll, we'll check in with him later, perhaps. But for now, maybe we should check out these stairs and go into the mausoleum. I mean, what if there's like another one? Like, score? no offense, but you look really bad. Yeah. Uh, I feel not good at all. If we could just maybe take a break for just like a day or three, that would be great because I am totally, I'm not feeling anything right now other than like dead tired. And yeah, I I would really love a break of some kind. I don't know if we're going to sleep in here or something, but I, I really don't want to move anymore. We got the crazy orc lady up top, which I don't really want to face her either. Are we going to sleep in a haunted tomb? Because I don't, I don't know what other options we have right now, guys. Oh, no. You're telling me we have to sleep here? Yeah, you've really snuffed it. Well, like, we didn't attack them, and they didn't attack us, so maybe if we went back up. But we have to get up, and the ladder's kind of bad, and score's kind of bad, and yeah, I guess we're sleeping here. Ugh, sleeping in a mausoleum? Well... It's a first time for everything. It's it's just like camping in a very well-decorated cave, just... Imagine it like a camping trip, surrounded by corpses in a decorated cave. All right. And uh, Ellis starts uh, rolling out his bedroll that he has. So are you going to check that door to the mausoleum proper or not? Vivi will. The door opens to your touch. Oh, yay. A haunted door. What's next? <laughs> Make sure there's no one guarding it. She's going to like like peek, peek her eye through it to sort of like look around. Sure. So what you've got on your side here is a door, but on the other side, it's a wall. It does not have any door-like qualities on the other side. When you open it up, you're, you see it, it's just a wall. But it opened to your touch because there was a latch. That latch has been broken and damaged. And on the other side of the wall, there are some pitons and a hammer that have been chopping into the walls of the mausoleum, right where you can see. And they have broken the latch um, with these pitons and hammer. Huh. She's going to kind of open the door all the way and look like, it's a wall. Someone was trying to break open the door to get to a wall. No, no, sorry. The door, one side of the door, looks like a regular door. Hinges open towards you. The other side of that door is a wall. It literally looks like the rest of the walls of the mausoleum. If you were to close the door, you would not be able to discern at all that there was a door here. Cool. So she does not fling it open. (laughs) She kind of carefully closes it and like sort of leans back against it. She's like, I think we might be okay, but someone should always be leaning against this door. Your character's really smart. Yes, surprisingly. (laughs) Your character knows somebody was using those hammer and pitons to find this door. They broke the latch. The door literally opened to a touch of yours, swung open. You're positive that whoever that other voice was, that eh, that cried out, is responsible for having opened this. Like we're not alone down here.
That's the power of friendship. This has been The Power of Friendship. Our intro and outro song is The Power of Friendship by Miss This. Check out their music on Twitter, YouTube, or join their Patreon today at Miss This Band. Join us next month for more of the adventure. And as always, thanks for listening. Ooh.